Try Not to Laughers. This is the Try Not to Laugh podcast. I am Brandon, and with me per usual is... Greetings, this is Andy. Andy. If it's tight, then it's all right, right, buddy? That's right, my friend. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> I don't know who would say that. That isn't a pedophile, but okay. Uh, we are just two lifelong buddies trying to navigate this crazy world through comedy. This is how we do it. Oh, shoot. Montel Jordan, the 90s. Oh. <laughs> that actually goes right with what I'm about to talk about. Um... So Tom Hanks, okay, and this is, I will listen to anything Tom Hanks say, anything, okay? He said that there's no crying in baseball, but now there's crying for everything until these people get what they want with minimal effort. Boo. Who am I talking about? Who am I talking about? Right My mother-in-law? <laughs> Our mother-in-laws, but no, good guess. I'm talking about millennials and Gen Zers. For those people that don't know millennials and Gen Zers, millennials start actually, they say in 1981. So believe it or not, you and I are in the last year of millennial. And I hate saying that, but we are. And then you've got Gen Zers who I think it, they start in 1998, I think. But they say party like it's 1999. So I think the Gen Zers missed that. So these these young people, how did we get here? How did we get here with all the problems that they cause. And I'm going to say that it was technology and how easy people have it. 60s and 70s, we had a counterculture, right? They had Woodstock. They had actual thought process. These are the people that actually stood for something, right? Would you say that? Absolutely. They actually, they stood for something. They had a counterculture. Then what happened is the 1980s hit and they were all about big business. So the 80s turned around. And remember those slap bands? Like the ones that used to slap right onto your wrists? I had some of those. I think that the inventor who invented that is actually the reason why we are where we are today. Slap wrist guy. Slap wrist? Slap wrist. He's <laughs> responsible for the pussification of America? Yes. Slap wrist. Pussification of America. That Was that their commercial? <laughs> <laughs> pussification of America. I mean, think about this, right? Like, I used to ride my bike in Brooklyn, okay? No phones. Nobody knew where I was. Basically, they were like, just get home for dinner. That's it. Just get home for dinner, and then you're going to be okay. Do you think that that could ever happen right now? Definitely not. Not even not even close. No. Not I get close. worried when the kids are playing out in the yard, and they know not to leave the yard. If they just got on their bikes and took off far enough where I couldn't see them, I had no idea what they were doing. Like, back in the day, same thing. Like, my mom would just be like, just get out of the house. I don't want to see you. And I would get on my bike. I'd be a fat nine-year-old riding his bicycle around Brooklyn. Oh, God, already. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew where I was. I would literally disappear from like 9 a.m. until like 6 p.m. Well, no one knew who you were, Andy, because no one wanted to know who you were. <laughs> this is true. Neither of us had that responsibility of having to, having to call in every five minutes or being tracked via GPS. They were just like, just get home for dinner. You're going to be all right. Everything's going to be yeah. all right. I promise yeah. you that. And meanwhile, yeah. this, was, this was in Brooklyn where the crime weight was starting to go through the roof. But that was the last years of the carefree days. Then you have the proliferation of the helicopter parent. You're trying to do something and all you hear is, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? How are you doing it? 
are you, are you having fun? Are you not having fun? Are you doing this? We're best friends, aren't we? You love me? <laughs> Please love me. And that's funny because with the helicopter parent, parent didn't let kids do anything. And then on top of that, though, which is really odd, they tried to be their kids' friends. They didn't let them do anything. So they tried to replace their kids' friends with like them. Now, in reality, right? Like I think you can either be friends with your kids when they're little or you can be friends with your kids when they're older. And I'd rather, there, I'd there rather no, older. you can't do both. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, this is what I want. I want my kids to be intelligent, successful people that can only mildly stand me during holidays. That's it. If I've done that, if they are super intelligent and they have killed it, but they're like, dad, pass the potatoes once a year. I'm okay with that. Okay. Maybe I'm different than other parents. Are you my dad? <laughs> Listen, all of us work so hard, you barely get to see us anyway. So what's the difference? You're like passing in the wind. Hey, kids, I'm your dad, by the way. And then see you later. <laughs> Good night. You know, it's funny because it's, it's kind of like a sad, ridiculous lifestyle. So it's not funny as much as it is sad. You know, nobody knows how to talk anymore. The current millennials and GZers, you would think they would have a social phobia or can they only talk on, uh, via phone to you, right? So they could be standing right in front of you and the only way they want to communicate is if you take out your phone and they text you, but they don't actually look up. Right. That's it. It's the only way that they know how to communicate. Everything's very non-committal. That's why real estate buying is so low, I think now. And the dog ownership rate is so high. Think about the two things, right? People, the, these kids are buying less real estate and they're buying more dogs because that's, that's what it is. They don't want to actually commit to even a child. Even the sweet little baby child is over here. Oh, you're so cute. Can't even handle it. And that's only a step up from owning a cat. Listen, they nobody wants to buy a cat. Let's just be honest. Let's put that out there. But <laughs> <laughs> You know Gen Zers spend about 15 hours a week on their smartphone? They spend 15 hours a week? Yeah, that's the average. They spend 15 hours. What could we do with the, those 15 hours a week? I mean, I don't, I don't spend 15 hours a week doing anything. Do you? I don't know. Maybe uh, applying for a job or getting a haircut, shaving. <laughs> you taking any responsibility for anything. I mean, 15 yeah, hours a week is a lot. out of the house. Yeah, I, I could move my entire house in 15 hours. You don't have a lot. <laughs> you, don't really, <laughs> you don't own anything then. It would take me 17 days just to move all the shit. My wife says that I that I, I should be on that show. Uh, what's that? What's that show where you just my six hundred pound life, hoarders? <laughs> That's my big fat six hundred pound hoarding life. <laughs> so there we go. I got it. Damn it, I did it. Getting back to the subject, everything is at a millennial's fingertips, right? So there's no more waiting for everything. I would say Amazon and Taco Bell ruined wait times anywhere. So either of those companies, you don't have to wait for anything. Amazon, you order it, it's a day. Taco Bell, you want a grande meal, six minutes later, it's in your lap. If I wait more than three minutes for a Dunkachino, I can barely move. That's how much like, I'm like shaking. My wrists are shaking. My hands are shaking. I can't do it. I need it. I need it, man. Put it just intravenously. Put it in me. Come on. But that, that I think, has also led to this proliferation into what we call the entitled pussies. Does anyone work for anything anymore? It's a different culture that they've co-created. So I think that – and that, that seems to be the problem because it used to be that we would exist in whatever culture was – provided for us and now that they're co-creating their own culture that's part of the problem and they influence each other to do very little do you think that this would work in epcot if they now take away one of the the countries and put in millennialville or like... <laughs> all they sell their avocado toast and fucking five-hour <laughs> energies yeah <laughs> <laughs> How do you even get the building built? None of these millennials will actually know how to build the building in the first place. One week on the job and they're probably asking why they're not chief marketing officer of that new land. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, parents, I think, I, I think they're not teaching their kids to strive, right? So if participation trophies are at a norm, 
it says now that you can just stand tall and proud to be a loser. Like your chest is in the air and you're like, oh, you must have, you must have won fourth place. But mom and dad said, that's great. And I'm okay <laughs> with it. So it's like, I think that they should have a new trophy that if you can do that without crying, you get a trophy for that. So now that they're doing participation <laughs> 2.0, take the participation trophy, get on the stand, don't cry, you get another trophy. I think we should just start selling shirts that say, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will bet you we make shirts that say, I don't care, or I'm great. We do a millennial Gen Z line. Everything's great. I'm great. You suck. It's all your fault. You take that shirt. You put those words on it. You're talking $2 million <laughs> t-shirt biz. All right, Andy, Andy, write that one down. We got to do that. Um, typical job interview. I think they sit down. You ask them, why do you think they deserve this job? This is my typical answer. This is what I think they're going to, they say. Well, not think, I know. They say, I'm here, I'm on time, and I'm me. And that's it. Instead of dropping the mic, they drop their like portfolio and walk out. <laughs> they drop the fedora. <laughs> Why are they wearing a fedora to a job interview? Yeah, but can you imagine how a millennial would even dress for a job interview? Like picture that, like three quarter no, pants think that's with it. suspenders and a short sleeve button down, a fedora, scruffy beard. Under that fedora is a man bun. Oh my God. You think everyone's from Williamsburg, don't you? <laughs> No, I, I'll admit, they, they, they do the suit if it's a real job. That I'll get. With flip-flops. That I can say. Man bun flip-flop suit. That I can say. I know that I talk bad about this, but now thinking about it, actually, I think they're the new greatest generation. I think you're nuts. I'm looking at this all wrong. I think they're the second coming of the greatest generation. They know that if they don't do anything, everyone will pick up the pieces for them. So we're all indentured servants to the Gen Z and millennials. So if you actually think about it, they have the biggest hopes going right now. They do nothing, but nobody says anything about it? Correct. They're like dictator or an old king. They're just laying down and eating grapes. Someone's feeding them. And then we all have to pick up the, their shitty pieces. <laughs> yeah, like any like Facebook page or any of that. Like most of them are oh, unemployed. Right. But if you ask them what they do, they say they're an entrepreneur. They created an app that makes your face look like a cat or dog. And that is something tangible. Okay, Andy? That is something useful. Didn't you ever want to see what your face would look like as a cat face or a dog face? I'm glad I lived long enough to experience it. Correct. Did you think that this day would come? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Again! <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I don't think that the next greatest generation. But uh, I'm going to pin this all on social media as the catalyst. I, I know everyone, uh, you know, will try and come up with their own theory. I think that the entire thing boils down to social media. Uh, and everyone thinking that their opinion is relevant and meaning. So you got Facebook. It used to be for kids. Now it's for old farts. And they like to show their political affiliations without leaving their desk or, or actually getting dressed. So they think they're making a stand by clicking on, uh, yes, $10 to this cause during somebody's birthday. And they think they're changing the world. But they are not changing the world, Eric Clapton. Okay? If you could change the world. Instagram. We used to want to know what you were up to without all the words. Now, if you fart and you pee in your soup at the same time, you know that. Because that's what, pe that's what people have done. They, they make everything known. And then Twitter, <laughs> the original angry bird, gives people a chance to vent in small doses like the small minds of the people that write in it. You know what I say? I say Twitter's the devil. Giving anybody a voice 
to reach that many people is a dangerous platform. With the amount of fucking bullshit that they come up with on an hour-to-hour basis or less, I think you're giving a platform to every idiot in the world. And the worst part is, the better looking they are, the larger the audience that they have. Of course. Well, that's Instagram. If you're a hot girl and you're wearing any type of running pants, you have at least a million followers. Let's just be honest. And that's fucked up. If you've got a nice ass, you deserve to make $300,000 a year just posting pictures of it on the internet. Andy, why do you make fun of the things that I support? Okay, that's that's on my time. (laughs) So you've converted your life savings to Bitcoin just so that you could tip these girls online? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess Bitcoin. That sucks because I've just been using my regular credit card and getting miles. So, But I can fly anywhere in the continental us right now so now you can fly all these chatterbait girls over to see oh that'd be great and then they can see what a delicious monster i (laughs) (laughs) so i was thinking we are blaming social media on all of this but what about if we created our own social media platforms maybe we can help the cause maybe did you ever happen to i think so i think that maybe we can make the world a better place I'm not trying to compete with Facebook. We know that it's humongous and it's well over, I, I think now what is it, over a billion people? Something like that. So I'm not I'm not trying to compete with them. I'm just trying to see if, if we can make something better. Just a, a, It doesn't even have to be an alternative. Just spend your hours on Facebook and a little bit of time on my site. What do you think? I'm willing to do it if you are. Okay, I am. And I've got a couple ideas, okay? My first social media platform is called Red Slash Blue. Okay. And it is an all political social media site where you get to let your real feelings out without worrying about finding out who you really are. Okay. So it's an all color scheme. If you're Republican, you're red. Democrat, you're blue. Independent, you're purple. And if you're anything else, you're brown because you're a shitty person. So we're just going <laughs> to keep it at that. But I, I think you get to build your own worlds and sort of beat other people emotionally and physically in this game. It's, it's picture it like Grand Theft Auto. But with words and a social media presence all in one. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I think that this really has legs. I think that that this way you get to talk to each other. Um, you know what you're there for. You can form your own, I guess, regimes with each other. But wait, now that I'm thinking about it, this is actually going to rip people apart. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a platform for people to completely destroy each other. But the fact that you've created this anonymity is actually pretty good. Correct. I feel like anonymity is the reason that Trump made it into office. And almost anyone that you talk to, unless they're like a real fan, most people aren't going to admit to voting for Trump, even if they like him. I get but a majority of people voted for him. You know, being able to go online, say whatever you want, talk shit, support whoever you want, and you're completely anonymous, it makes it a lot easier. I think a lot of people gravitate towards that. Correct. Especially the millennial Gen Zers. They just love to anonymously talk shit. I mean, well, maybe that that may be everybody. Those hats, by the way, they're really nice hats, though. I mean, they're nice and red. They fit your head very nicely. Uh, I look good in red. Yeah, I'm, I look very plump in red, so I don't know that I would want red <laughs> anymore. But what's your social media platform? Are you married to a police officer? Do you anxiously pace around your studio apartment waiting for your husband to return home from work, nervous that he and his sperm will die in the line of duty? Worry not. We give these widows-to-be the peace of mind they need. We've created a social platform in which people who truly support the police can do more than just post a picture of a black and blue flag on their wall. You can now donate to have a brave officer's sperm frozen. These cum popsicles will last long enough to transcend the grieving process and give birth to Mickey or Patty Jr. Cryoforce, where preventative medicine meets unsurmountable grief and creamy loads. 
<laughs> I mean, I... so basically, all these people are going online. They're posting a picture of the, you know, the black and blue flag saying, you know, I support yeah, fucking yeah. the police. Okay. I love the police. Maybe you should put some of your money towards a cause that actually freezes police officers' sperm. Okay. So if and when they die in the line of duty, the wife could still have their kid. Okay. First of all, I can't get past cum popsicles, so just give me a moment. <laughs> just give me a moment to go collect and gather. It just sounds so delicious. I broke your brain. I, it's definitely not going to be on my snack list this week. But um, so, okay. So now hear me out. This is an idea. Why are we doing just police officers? Why not do firefighters, EMT? Or if you want to spend more money on the social media site, let's go the Brainiac route. Let's do the same thing for Harvard, Princeton, Stanford graduates. Why not do so now you can have a social media empire and you can just you can have the name of your your what's the name of your platform? Cryoforce. Okay, that's a great name because nobody that could be anything. You do Cryoforce and then you do little sub social media sites that have to do with d- depending on what uh you you want to have a nice strapping young lad who could be an Italian firefighter? There you go. A political junkie who also likes to smoke dope? Politico. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, oh wait that's a real site <laughs> but i i love that idea because then you could talk to each other and now the social media part who are you talking to it can be a collection of let's say police officers wives uh, and they're all on there and then supporters and everybody's got a profile and everybody's donating to each other okay so they're swapping cum <laughs> the cum swappers maybe i should have just called it cryo cum swappers no, but uh, the Cryoforce name is good because it's palatable to everybody. You start doing Cryoforce cum swap and... Again, subcategory. Uh, oh, subcategories. Okay. See, that's good. I, and I got to tell you, I think you're onto something. I think this is big. All right. All right. I'm going to give you one more. Yeah, what do you got? So my thing is social media, we're talking. I would say let's just stop talking completely. I mean, no one wants to finish each other's sentences anyway, or they don't even finish their own these days. So I think we go back. And we do almost like an Egyptian hieroglyphic. We do pictures, just a sound, like a sound of a dolphin underwater or a monkey getting angry. And you basically, everyone will just communicate via symbols, emojis, or memes. That's it. So you want to have sex with a girl? You do an eggplant and a Venus flytrap picture. What do you think about that? (laughs) You want to get out to walk on the beach naked? You do a picture of a beach, picture of a sun, and Borat in that gross little one piece. (laughs) So you don't actually have to talk. It's all just, it's just the symbols and emojis and memes. And I think that people will enjoy the fact that they don't have to actually say anything to each other. It's a way to be non-confrontational, which new age people love, but you don't have to say how you feel in a fully formed, relevant manner. I love that. What do you call it? Oh, I call it, uh, it's UGH. (laughs) I think that's great. I'll be the first to admit, I love using emojis. I'm such a putz. I've literally gone almost an entire day just to challenge myself by not texting anyone any actual words and just send emojis. I got to tell you, that's very millennial of you to that this is the biggest challenge that you can come up with is to just (laughs) like, you're not like, let me challenge my mind or do an online reading course or do anything for uh, to learn more. I'm going to challenge myself to just not say anything. So yeah, you're challenging yourself to learn physics. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> let me challenge myself to be even more retarded than I am. <laughs> I love your challenges. Fantastic. Uh, you got one more? I got one more. Okay, let me hear. Do you suffer from crippling anxiety because you can't find a soulmate due to your AIDS? <laughs> 
Now's your chance to hook up with local singles that too have stumbled down the beaten path of promiscuity, heroin abuse, and open wounded genital secretion. Live your best abbreviated existence with someone who shares your pain. Visit us today and get LADES. LADES? Yeah, it's a website called LADES. It's uh, where you go to get laid if you have AIDS. Oh, we get laid. All right, I will tell you, <laughs> that is a great name. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I still can't get over anal secretion or abbreviated existence. Those are the two buzzwords that I that I really, really... I was um, proud of that one. Yeah, that should be on the marketing packet. I'm just letting you know about that. So, <laughs> All right, so question for you. So there are people that are devoting their entire life to trying to eradicate this. So you don't have any confidence that, that this will get eradicated anytime soon. You're banking on a disease making a comeback. Is that what you're kind of doing? Look, here's what I'm doing, okay? Right now, it's AIDS. I may move on to something else in about five years when this whole AIDS thing blows over, okay? So, uh, right, okay. Yeah, so right now, it's just a bunch of junkies or let them bang each other. Let them bang each other out of existence. But sooner or later, it's going to become something else. I'm sure if I had this a long time ago, I could have called it mumpfuckers. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Or maybe you call it Tropic of Cancer, and then you go with the cancer thing. I don't know. Ooh, I like that. Or uh, chicken fucks, since nobody has chicken pox anymore. Uh, um, you know, this is a good way to get people who, um, how do I put this? They, they're not out there. They maybe feel sad that they have this, which of course, and they don't feel like they're sexual anymore. So this gives them the opportunity to continue to be sexual. I guess. Right, they're bringing sexy back. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how long they're bringing sexy back, but it, for a week or so, but they're bringing something back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, you know what? I think that is actually doing good in the world. So I do like that. I really do like that. You know, and it's funny because we're talking about social media sites now in 2019, but could you imagine what would happen if all the stuff, everything we talked about, just the internet in general, what would happen if it existed like hundreds of years ago? What do, what do you think? What would be like something that came to mind? Could we, That'd it, be fucking awesome. It would be great. And I could think of this as going two different ways. We could either have great people could have uploaded ideas and, and you could see almost like a world renaissance would have happened sooner. So think about it. Back in the day, you had Michelangelo, you had Rene Descartes, you had all these amazing people uploading their ideas. And instead of just the French renaissance, you could have had a world renaissance because it would have been every everything at your fingertips. Or... Would you just have people that just surfed the net and no one did a single thing? Uh, I tend to think that that's what would happen. So the pussification would have come much sooner. Yeah, I think the laziness would have just come sooner. Nothingness would have happened. Maybe you would just read about stuff. Think about it. Maybe there would not be industry. Maybe there would be the opposite. People would just sit and watch Amazon or Netflix. Is that maybe would have come out sooner? Yeah, Industrial Revolution would not have happened. Or it would have happened, but then we would have had iPhones during the Industrial Revolution. I mean, I'm thinking maybe people living in mud huts, trading rope as money, almost like a Planet of the Apes type thing. Maybe Columbus would have had Google Maps and he would have said, screw America, I want to go someplace more Caribbean. Think about something like that. Maybe, hmm. maybe none of us would have came here. We would have all been back in our homelands doing whatever it is that we all do in those godforsaken places. You, Russia, and me, God knows where, I forgot. Romania, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we could have had memes back in like the 1800s. Uh, but <laughs> I would have created a meme about like Abraham Lincoln. You call this music? This is the <laughs> second worst performance I've ever been to. <laughs> Picture of him sitting down saying, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, would we have had the golden age? 
or the golden shower age, my head always circles back to porn. And think about back in the day if that would have come as America was being settled, that, that porn came back then. Because back then, they, they didn't have anything, nothing. Now think about it if they would have had full-on porn. That would have been nuts. That would have been crazy. I, I couldn't even think about that. Would life be better or worse? I don't know. Would there have been a war if Amazon was created back in the 1700s? If Amazon existed, would the U.S. Postal Service back in the 1700s have been able to keep up with all these deliveries? Andy, they can't keep up with the deliveries now. Right. You, you think they're going to do that? <laughs> you think they're going to do that back then? Like, I'm going to complain to uh, customer service because I received, like, a broken bureau in, well, in the mail. Then? And then I have to, like, send smoke signals <laughs> or, like, a letter by, that I wrote by mail. But it takes three weeks to get there. Wait, but how would that work? You have the internet, but you still have carrier pigeons? I guess maybe this internet is very rudimentary. It's still. a very confusing world. I think I've lost track. What I will say, though, is my postal person has their own car and they dress in sweatpants. So just going back to the post office one day or another, we all think that they're um, the height of, let's say, um, respect and whatnot. You're like, oh, you used to think postal service used to wear a nice outfit and really care about their job. My lady literally wears, you know, like Gap Pink or whatever you call it, sweatpants, and she drives her own car. She doesn't even have, she doesn't even have a government car. So that's crazy. She could be seasonal. <laughs> seasonal? This is not a seasonal business. <laughs> I thought six days a week. I think they should go down to five, but now we're getting off topic. But my last two questions. One is, would slaves have ever existed? They would have been able to band together a lot easier, right? Just go on there. Somebody post something. They're like, yo, fuck this. And everyone's like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. Do you fuck think, this. <laughs> do you think it would have been www.theundergroundrailroad? <laughs> but they wouldn't have even needed that, right? No, not. I don't think so. What I would think they, they have used uh, Uber. They would have Ubered up to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you coming? I just called the lift. All right, wait for me. <laughs> so basically, the end result is we created this world, and we're getting back to 2019 now. Oh yeah, we still would have been in the same ridiculous mess. So we, we went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> but speaking of people that are going somewhere, I, I thought about this. So my kids and I, we watched uh, Christopher Robin and we watched the Winnie the Pooh movie. Everyone knows Winnie the Pooh. We all love Winnie. The question is, we always see Eeyore. And I've always wondered, like, why is he such a sad sack of shit? What could have happened to Eeyore to make him feel the way that he feels? And I thought to myself, We've got to make Eeyore the movie. I love that. We go back. We, we do his backstory. Once Pooh's happy-go-lucky best friend, he was jovial and easygoing. Then something changed. One day, he came home to his girlfriend and saw her cheating with Pooh, and his world fell apart. Unhappy, he went to his parents for consolation, but saw that they were shot. So instead of leaving the group, he stayed, and he doesn't know how to actually leave the forest. He doesn't know. He's too dumb. Okay, so now he spends his days being negative and mopey, but can he find true happiness and love again? Probably not, but let's see in another live action adventure, Eeyore the movie. What do you think? So Pooh fucked Eeyore's wife? Pooh fucked Eeyore's wife, that's correct. And he still hangs around this son of a bitch like some kind of cuck? Correct, he's big time cuck. I, I, am, I am in the, the, I think Eeyore is very low IQ, he's not very smart. He said, you know what, he's very low energy also. So it would take him forever to get out of this forest. Because you think, I mean, look at how slow he walks. I think Eeyore needs to take some fucking iron. <laughs> wake his ass up, right? Get some fucking blood flowing. Kick Pooh's fucking ass and steal all his honey. That's a good, that's in theory, that's great. 
But do, drown him in his fucking honey. So you think he should throw Pooh's face into that honey little, uh, that, that beehive honey thing? Absolutely. And it, Here you go, Pooh. Why don't you stop breathing? <laughs> <laughs> or is I'm, Eeyore smarter than we all think? Is he oh, plotting right now? Okay, maybe that's part of it. Maybe we think that Eeyore is so dumb. I think he could just choke a bitch out and then just move on. What do you think? I think Eeyore should um, should rape Christopher Robin to get back at Pooh. <laughs> Do, does Pooh care enough about Christopher Robin? I bet he'd be pretty upset if he found out his best friend got raped. By a donkey? By a tailless donkey. <laughs> that sounds like, like a nine in Tijuana. I could just <laughs> picture it right now. I, I, think, I think we'll have to explore that. I think that's good. Now, I want to get to who would play these characters. So I had a couple ideas on who would play some of these characters. Okay? Okay. See if you agree with me or not. We got, I think, Christopher Robin. Now that we're talking about Christopher Robin, I think it'd be played by either Christoph Waltz. You remember him? Not a clue. Oh, come on. He was the, he plays like the German officer in um, Glorious Bastards. Did you, know, you never saw that movie? The German officer? Yes. I'm telling you. Perfect for Christopher Robin. That's really specific for a movie about World War II. <laughs> just, just hear me out. We got Christoph Waltz, Academy Award nominated. Or do we go a different route with Scott Bayo? I don't know. What about the guy who played Buddy Lembeck? Is he available? Um, is he available? Are you kidding? He does children's parties now. He's available. But <laughs> let's, look, let's look at his Google schedule. Google calendar? What do I have going on? It, Alexa says, nothing. <laughs> You've got nothing, Mr. Lembeck. <laughs> and he calls him Mr. Lembeck. <laughs> All right. So keep that, keep that in mind. We got, we got Pooh, obviously very pivotal role. I got a couple of players on this one. We either go Jack Black for a funny poo, Wayne Knight for a husky poo, or what about John C. Riley or Owen Wilson? And I'm going to say why the next time around. John C. Riley, big star. Owen Wilson, big star. And Owen Wilson, I think, has the the poo cadence. And I'll tell hmm. and I'll tell you why. Because now we go to Tigger, and I think Tigger could either be played by Will Ferrell, so John C. Riley, Will Ferrell back, or okay. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson back. Or Ludacris. Just think, hear me out. Just think about Ludacris playing Tigger. <laughs> I just think Ludacris is just so unintentionally funny that like, and, and all his rhymes are just horrendous. I, I just think it would just be awfully funny to have <laughs> He does have a pretty animated face. Correct. And you do know it rhymes with Tiggers. <laughs> oh boy. I think it'd be a little easy to make some raps. All right, moving ahead. Uh, you mean Tigger. Correct. He would be Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> then we go down, we got Owl. Um, I say we bring back Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson did the owl for the for the uh, Winnie the Pooh 2011 movie. I think we keep Craig Ferguson. Okay. All right. All right. Then we've got um, some some lower type players. We got Piglet, Kangaroo, and Rabbit. I thought that this could all be worked by one person or maybe two. I'm thinking either Owen McGregor or any one of the Wayne's brothers. I just think anyone. I just think you can get any Wayne's brother to do it. Oh, uh, can we get Melissa McCarthy to do Piglet? Oh God, that would be great. I didn't even think about that. Uh, she's got a pretty packed schedule, but I mean, I think that's very. Uh, she wouldn't even need wardrobe. No, just show up. Just show up. <laughs> <laughs> just come in. Just be you. <laughs> You're right. I think we do. I think we have Melissa McCarthy. Great idea. And now we come to the guy at hand. We come to ER, and I've got two very. Different guys or not, this is a big decision. This is a big movie. I say we do either Louis Anderson, okay? Because think about that voice. Think, Louie, I'm Eeyore, right? That sounds nothing like Eeyore. Just, just hear me out. Just he- hear this again. Hi, I'm Eeyore. What do you think? 
Louis Anderson. Who else you got? All right. Got one other guy. I think we can get him. He's still around. I think you know where I'm going with this. The G-Man to the D. Gerard Depardieu. Now we're talking. Is this the time that we say, Gerard, get in there. This is it. This is your moment. It's a big film for you, buddy. I, I, I don't know if you can hold it down, but I think we're the studio and we're backing you. What do you think? A French donkey. Um, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I am your... Uh, how you say you you fuck my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. I'm just gonna sit down and smoke next to the tree. <laughs> next time you let me watch, I uh, I play with my donkey penis. <laughs> Does Gerard sound like that? I don't even, I really don't even know how he sounds anymore. I just know that if I can insert him in any project, I'm gonna get him into any project. And I and is this his time right now? Between Louis Anderson or Gerard be. Depardieu? Yeah, I had a third. Because first of all, this is one of my favorite comics of all time. Second of all, I feel like the voice would be so suiting that this isn't even funny. This is a serious suggestion. Okay. Stephen Wright. Ah, Stephen Wright. You know, he's a comedian. He's funny. He's got the perfect voice, the perfect cadence. Yep. About to kill yourself tone. It's perfect. That's true. That's true. Do enough people know Stephen Wright beyond all of us who know who Do enough people know Gerard Depardieu? Just hear me out, though. He was a huge, huge star back in the... Wait, was he a huge star? 1990? <laughs> wait, wait. I'm actually backtracking here. Was he a huge star ever? <laughs> I think I'm back. All right, but hear me out. He may not have been a huge star, but was he enjoyable? Did you get joy seeing Gerard in all these movies? No. <laughs> you know what? I guess that's my answer too. I'm just trying to put. <laughs> I'm just trying to push him so hard. I just want this for him. We got to get him on the show. Uh, but we, if if I could, if I could only have a wish, if I was a rich girl. Okay, nana, nana, nana. Okay, I would want Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can make that happen. But in the meanwhile, I think Stephen Wright later, we have to have someone more jovial at the start. Because remember, when we do the movie, Eeyore is going to actually be a happy, jovial guy. His oh, voice right. isn't going to be that. You're right. It so we be played by two actors. Correct. We're going to need to, because we're going to need a happy, jovial guy. And that's maybe where we can, if Pooh isn't played by Jack Black, maybe we do Jack Black as Eeyore when he's happy. And we do the the tenacious E, you know, the the donkey of destiny. You know, we we try and get him to do that. <laughs> so I think we I think we have our roster. I think we're pretty good on the roster. The question is, how much would it make? Okay, and I think with this huge cast, I actually think this is going to be a different take on what we're trying to do. Like, do you know the new Joker movie that's going to be coming out? Yeah. Okay. I think that maybe if we do this in a much more stripped down and almost maniacal type of way, we really, this is not a, a kid's movie. This is going to be, I want this rated R. This is not for kids. <laughs> I want this rated almost R or maybe even above R. So I think we're looking at, at people that are ready for this newer type of twist. Um, I pin the number down at 50 mil. I think that's what we're going to get domestically. What do you think? Somewhere in the billions on this one. Billions? Billions. At least, you really think that there's enough people that want to see? He, we're going to shatter records. We're going to be up there with Titanic. Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to surpass Titanic. You think an Avatar? Double Avatar. All right. Well, I, I think we're a little, we're, we're in two ends of the spectrum. One of us is going to be right. When does it come out? My belief is that we do it at times that no one would ever think of. So I'm thinking Halloween to either freak the shit out of everyone or Valentine's Day. Think about that. A really odd time for a film. Everyone's doing Valentine love stories. We do Eeyore. Really? I was going to suggest 9-11. 
Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> that was that reaction is exactly why we need to do it on nine eleven. I guess maybe nine twelve, or do it, does it have to be eleven? Just <laughs> be the day right after. <laughs> um, all right, I I could see why that would get a reaction. So yeah, I could see that. What do you think IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes give this bad boy? I'm going ninety eight percent. All right, that's pretty big. I'm going that they refuse to rate it. Only an XX appears. They don't even want to rate this thing. They don't even know what to make of it. No one even understands what this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> it just says XX. The critics are just so confused by it. They're like, how did this get made? Who financed this thing? <laughs> is Harvey Weinstein's company still doing this? Things like this? I don't know. Yeah, is Harvey behind this? <laughs> so I think this movie is going to be great. Um, I think we've got, we're headed in the right direction. So now for our last segment, we always do our try not to be informed segment. And this is where we read just headlines of news and we'd like to click in, or at least I like to click in it. Andy never lets me. We never get beyond the first sentence. Is that correct? No way. Not, not a chance. Do we actually do any type of investigative work whatsoever? We are not investigators. So I'm going to go with mine first. Okay. Kevin Costner makes startling confession about wife. The Hollywood heartthrob stunned fans with his secret about his second marriage. I wanted to stop right there. And first off, Hollywood heartthrob, 2019 Kevin Costner, uh, maybe for an AARP calendar shoot, you're talking heartthrob. But beyond that, I think that just pulled me back a little bit. They, he's still considered a Hollywood heartthrob. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not showing up at people's doorsteps with a giant check. Oh, you're thinking Publishers Clearinghouse for a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So, well, you know, eh, you say that, but he's made a lot of money over all those movies. And if you string together how long all those movies have taken, I bet you could waste about a year and a half of your life. But I think that we can go back and forth. What do you think stunned fans about The Seeker for a Second Marriage? I'm going to say, much like all of his movies, it takes way too long for anything good to happen there. What do you think? Maybe it's a financial disaster, like many of his movies. Are, are they? None of them made any money? Waterworld is like one of the most known movies that, that have, have lost, I think, the most that, money. That, that lost hundreds of millions. Yeah. I think it literally cost them like $200 million to make, and it made about $12 million in the box office. That's it? Yeah. Well, what could go wrong with a movie where it takes place on one set for three and a half hours? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> the only the, I will tell you, the one thing I really loved about Waterworld, and it, it helped me understand how you could take water and make it drinkable. Do you remember that, that part where he got water from the outside and he figured out a way to drink that water? Yeah. So in a way, you know, he really did a, a service. I think another uh, secret about a second marriage is his wife is really one of the ballplayers from Field of Dreams. What do you think about that? I've never seen Field of Dreams. Oh, my God. Come on, Andy. If you build it, they will come. Come on. I've heard that. I didn't know it was from that movie. I can't even I can't even talk about that. I think my last one about uh, his secret about a second marriage is 15 years. That's how long he wants his last movie to go on for. He's guaranteeing himself work for the next 15 years, so that's smart. Some people want to die doing the things they love or having sex or something like that. He just I think he's going to fall over in one of his movies. They should film it though. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that'll be a smash. <laughs> what do you got? Georgia woman accused of borrowing badge and gun to get free snacks. So you're telling me this girl would risk years in jail for combos? I mean, I don't know what the snacks were, but I mean, if you tell me you're going to to do something illegal for a Yoohoo and some snowballs, it's happening. It's I on. will tell you the pizzeria combos may be worth a little bit of jail time. 
I do really like. Oh, yeah. It does taste exactly like pepperoni pizza, just in that little pretzel thing. If I can drive through a Taco Bell dressed as a fucking policeman <laughs> and somehow convince them to give me some fucking Doritos Locos tacos, <laughs> yeah, it's worth the risk. You're going to say, your fat ass is Locos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of risk for not a huge amount of reward. But this is, this is the world we live in. I mean, nobody knows what anybody does anymore. It's unbelievable. All right. So we're thinking small, right? We're, we're thinking like, you know, a bag of chips or a drink. Like she could have been going into donut shops, taking dozens of donuts. Mm, yeah. I guess when you put it that way, if you could hit up all the donut shops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go into like a Krispy Kreme or a Lamar's. Yo, let me get three dozen donuts. It's for the station. Yes, sir. And then they, and then you hmm. and then you pull a gun on him. Give me the fucking donuts. But you but you leave a dollar tip. Give me the treats. You're not a total monster. You're gonna leave the tip. Yeah, exactly. You leave a dollar in the counter. They're like, that's for you. Have a nice day. All right, I can see that. All right, I got one. This is the trendiest American baby name of all time. According to the Social Security Administration, more than almost 1.5 million women have had this name in the last hundred years. I don't know. What are we thinking? I'm thinking Sasha or Malia. Am I on track here? Uh, well, that's hundred years though. That's recent. That's very recent. What? So, what would it be? Margaret? Would it be Rose? Ruth? Uh, Venus? Come on. There's one girl you know is Venus, and she's playing tennis. Come on. You really? <laughs> <laughs> Should I click on it? Do we? Do we get? I mean, I feel like I want to see it. Don't do it. I mean, what about guy names? Do what do we think? Are we thinking Ricky a Bobby or Bobby a Rabbit? Uh, Roy. Roy? Cosmo? Kramer? Roy Rogers? <laughs> they took away the Roy Rogers Museum, by the way. That's gone. When the fuck did they build a Roy Rogers Museum? Exactly. For now, you don't have to worry about it because it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to a Taco Bell Museum mm. to see all the beautiful shit that they've discontinued. I'm telling you right now, they have a Taco Bell hotel, and they, they really class it up. You take a look at some of those pictures. with the. They have a big blanket that's uh, so, it looks like a sauce packet. I mean, I'm ta- they, they did a great job. Talk about where's this yeah well and why don't i know about it I, listen you're not in the know like me okay i know all things food anything food related <laughs> i was thinking michael for my last one i was thinking michael but now with michael jackson is that dying down more or are people not i don't know is everybody gonna associate it i do any kid named michael really as soon as you meet a michael you're just like i need to put on a second pair of underwear <laughs> this kid's too close to my ass <laughs> i'm staying away from that baby Doorbell cam activates and captures an absolute nightmare. Nightmare. What are we thinking the nightmare? Is this nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, we're not home right now, Freddy. Let me in! Didn't she used to come in people's dreams? I can't anymore. These fucking doorbell cams are ruining everything for me. (laughs) I can't do anything. So I guess the question would be, what is that nightmare? If it's not on Elm Street, what's the nightmare? A really horrific car accident in front of their home. Mm, I can see that. Somebody's phone broke. And I think that's a huge nightmare for going back to millennials and Gen Zers. That's their entire world. Hmm. To them, that's the nightmare. My last one is 40 awesome things that America doesn't have yet. Despite all the amazing stuff we've invented, we're still pretty far behind on some major things. I always thought America had everything. I didn't think we had anything left to do. I am done. You'll never, you know, this reminds me of uh, a patent office story where a guy in the 1840s, uh, went to the patent office and the guy said that's great this is all the stuff we're ever going to need you know that's it what are some of the awesome things that america doesn't have yet i'm going to say access to intelligent people well pretty soon we'll uh we'll have cum popsicles and you can go to your local cryo force (laughs) that's true you will be able to go to your every neighborhood cryo force (laughs) um i would say a robot bidet or or a robot that wipes your ass 
What do you think about that? We don't have that yet. A robot that wipes your ass. I need that. I need or what that. about a robot arm that just goes right onto the toilet so it's not a person-looking robot that ju- you feel is judging you still, even though a robot have no feelings? I still feel judged. So maybe maybe hmm. just the arm. Now, Japan has bullet trains. What if we had penis-shaped bullet trains? Uh, I mean, that's a clear win. Uh, what, could you also do advertising on the penis train? And you could do all different things like Trojan and uh, KY and all these other things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Viagra. Absolutely. And would the tunnel then look like a chooch? <laughs> <laughs> it would have to. I could definitely see that. Well, with that, I think that's probably the pinnacle of what I'm going to talk about. I am Brandon, and with me, as usual, for life is... I'm Andy. Hard like a psychopath, say it again,